CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, March 9th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. Warzone is a free-to-play battle royale Call of Duty that is releasing tomorrow. Sonic Fox wins big with Mortal Kombat and NetherRealm, announces all kinds of upcoming Mortal Kombat stuff, changes are happening at Ubisoft Paris, and someone bought the Nintendo PlayStation... No longer leaking, now official Call of Duty Warzone is coming tomorrow. Call of Duty Warzone has experienced numerous leaks since the launch of Call of Duty Modern Warfare last year, but now it is an absolutely real thing that is actually coming tomorrow. Activision posted a blog about the mode, with the big highlights being that it is going to be free to play and it will allow up to 150 players to play together. The mode will be available tomorrow, March 10th, Mario Day, because of the MAR10, of course, at 8 a.m. Pacific for Call of Duty Modern Warfare owners, and then it will be free for everyone starting at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So there will be two modes included in Warzone. Battle Royale, we're all familiar with, though in Warzone, it will allow for up to 150 players. You fight to be the last person standing while a deadly gas closes in on the larger map, making the battle zone smaller and smaller. The other mode, which is unexpected, is Plunder. Here's Plunder's description from the blog post. In Plunder, the race is on to collect the most in-match cash by looting across the map, taking down enemies to steal their cash, and completing in-match contracts. And here are some details about the larger map from the blog post. Warzone takes place in Verdansk, an expansive city with multiple named zones and well over 300 points of interest. Each zone features distinct landmarks, like the Gorengard Lumberyard or the Gora Dam. The zones take place across different environment types like cities and rural areas for unique engagements. Change up your drop location in each match to get a better lay of the land and take advantage of what Verdansk has to offer. There will also be plenty of vehicles like ATVs, cargo trucks, and SUVs. And the game's trailer also showed at least one pink gun, so it's safe to assume that there will be opportunities to unlock and buy weird gun skins. Some other strange details. In the Battle Royale mode, there will be the Gulag, which is where you will go upon your first elimination. As players enter the Gulag, they face off in one versus one battles to potentially re-enter Verdansk and get back to the Battle Royale. If you lose that 1v1 match, though, there are other opportunities to return with contracts. By completing certain objectives, your team, that is still alive, could bring you back. Here's how the blog describes contracts. A squad can activate one contract at a time, and completing it rewards you in-match cash and other loot items. 
multiple types of contracts exist, including scavenger contracts, where you have to find and open a series of supply boxes and recon contracts, where you must secure one location similar to Call of Duty's domination mode. In addition to in-match cash, contracts can give you special rewards, like the ability to see the next circle collapse location before it starts to close. There will also be areas where you can buy guns and equipment using money earned during a match in plunder at places called buy stations. Other than the bonus of being able to jump in early to Warzone tomorrow, there are other bonuses for owning Modern Warfare. From the blog, Call of Duty Warzone shares Call of Duty Modern Warfare's crossplay and unified progression. For players that already own the full version of Modern Warfare, all content already earned, including battle pass items, operators, weapons, and customization items will carry over to Warzone, and all progression earned in Warzone will count toward overall Modern Warfare progression. For players who do not own the full version of Modern Warfare, all progress and items they've earned in Warzone will be rewarded across multiplayer and special ops in Modern Warfare should they ever choose to purchase it. Also, finally worth noting, there is apparently no level caps in Warzone, which is pretty interesting. This is all very exciting and also a huge change for Call of Duty. The series has always, historically, been an annualized franchise that basically wipes the slate clean every year with each new release. But Warzone effectively turns at least one Call of Duty mode into a live service free-to-play game to compete with games like Fortnite and Apex Legends. I'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier, but I like this approach. Just make it free to everyone, regardless of whether or not you own the latest Call of Duty. I really liked Blackout in Call of Duty Black Ops 4. It's probably my favorite Battle Royale game, I think. So I will definitely be downloading this thing as soon as it's available tomorrow. I skipped Call of Duty Modern Warfare last year, but the connectivity to this game and Warzone is actually really making me consider picking it up now. Sonic Fox wins Mortal Kombat 11 Pro competition with a K, and Mortal Kombat gets Spawn gameplay footage and an animated movie trailer. A whole bunch of Mortal Kombat stuff happened this weekend in hand with the Mortal Kombat 11 Pro competition with a K. Here's a quote from the press release detailing all the new Mortal Kombat news. NetherRealm Studios and Intersport hosted Final Combat 2020, the championship finale of the Mortal Kombat 11 Pro competition in Chicago at the historic Park West Theater. Bringing together the top 16 Mortal Kombat 11 players from around the world, the tournament culminated with the back-to-back world champion Sonic Fox from the U.S. playing as the Joker, defeating CGL Ninja Killer 212 also from the U.S., in an intense performance during the Grand Finals match to take home the Final Combat with a K, 2020 trophy, and the $40,000 first place prize. Sonic Fox actually won one of their matches by coming back from having about 1% health, which was, needless to say, pretty impressive. And they also closed out their acceptance speech by saying vote Bernie while wearing a transgender pride flag on their back alongside their iconic big blue fox head that Sonic Fox always wears. It was a pretty fantastic way to close out the competition. In terms of news, developer NetherRealm shared a gameplay trailer for Spawn, who is the last fighter being added to Mortal Kombat 11 as part of the combat pack. 
E will be available on March 17th to those who purchased the combat pack with a K. His gameplay trailer showed him using his chains predominantly to attack, but he also has the ability to turn invisible and cycle through a number of weapons he can magically summon, like axes and guns. He has one big attack where he leaps in the air and opens his cape to reveal dozens of guns and summons these demonic hands to rip his opponent apart. His fatality was also shown, and it features a cameo from Malbolgia. Spawn is also voiced by Keith David in Mortal Kombat 11, which is fun because Keith David is great. We all know that, but also because it's a callback to when he voiced the character for HBO's animated Spawn show back in 1997. A trailer was also shown for a Mortal Kombat animated film called Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. In the trailer, Scorpion gets some very violent revenge, and familiar Mortal Kombat phrases like get over here and finish him are spoken. And then Johnny Cage, who is voiced by Joel McHale, appears. He says quippy things like, this better not go straight to video before the trailer flashed that the movie would be available on Blu-ray on April 28th. The trailer also had these title cards hyping up the fact that it is very violent and that it has a lot of bad language. The movie uh, really seems to be earning its R rating. You can find a link to the trailer in the show notes, but in terms of visuals, it is reminiscent of DC's collection of straight-to-video animated movies. I've never been a big Mortal Kombat guy myself, but I appreciate NetherRealm's focus on making sure its fighting games are fun to play as single-player games. I would like to see more fighting games do that. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Ubisoft is getting a new managing director. It can be a little confusing to track all the various Ubisoft studios and what games they individually work on, especially when they all seem to, at one point or another, have their hands in some facet of Assassin's Creed. But Ubisoft Paris is known predominantly for its work on the Ghost Recon series and the Just Dance series, and it is getting a new managing director. Marie-Sophie de Wabert has been with Ubisoft for more than 25 years. Patrick Shanley for The Hollywood Reporter reported on DeWabert's new role, writing, DeWabert has been with the company for more than 20 years, most recently serving as VP Corporate Affairs. She also was a Director of Human Resources and Communications for various Ubisoft studios throughout France. 
The Ubisoft Paris studio has been a pillar of Ubisoft for the last 27 years, developing many of Ubisoft's most well-known games and flagship technologies. I'm extremely proud to lead this talented group of people as we look ahead towards new opportunities and projects, DeWalbert said Thursday in a statement. Ubisoft Paris is the company's leading in-house studio boasting more than 700 employees. It was launched in 1992 and is currently the largest game studio in France. Outside of the Ghost Recon and Just Dance series, the studio also develops Ubisoft's Rabbits and Rayman franchises. I think it's interesting that things are being shaken up at Ubisoft Paris. Ubisoft CEO uh, Yves Guillermo spoke last year about how Ghost Recon was a disappointment in an earnings release and how it has led the company to reevaluate how it delivers live service games like Ghost Recon and The Division. And it looks like this might be an early indicator of how it is trying to change things. I do think the release cadence of Ubisoft games will begin to look different over the course of the next five or so years and that they will generally slow down. Assassin's Creed is already no longer an annual franchise, which is frankly something I am personally happy about. And I hope the company will take that approach with its other big franchises in the future. The Nintendo PlayStation sells for more than $300,000. In an earlier episode of Gaming Ride Home, I talked about a hyper-rare Nintendo PlayStation console that was up for auction on the bidding website Heritage Auctions. Well, the system has officially sold, and it went for about $300,000 on the site. I say about because the anonymous buyer apparently paid about $380,000 after some various premium additions. Eddie McCooch reported on the sale for GameSpot, writing, The $300,000 sale price is far and away the highest ever price paid for a single gaming item. The previous record belonged to a sealed, unopened copy of Super Mario Bros. for the NES that sold in 2019 for $100,150, according to a report from the website US Gamer. The identity of the winner was not revealed. Oculus VR founder Palmer Lucky previously revealed himself to be the highest bidder at one point earlier in the auction period, but it's unclear if he was the winner in the end. It totally could have been Lucky who secured the sale, but on March 6th, when the sale was completed, Lucky tweeted a picture of a double rainbow with the comment, so intense. So I don't I don't know how much we can really read into that. I'm guessing we pretty much shouldn't read anything into that at all. The Nintendo PlayStation, which is the colloquial term the internet has assigned to the rare hardware, is the product of a failed partnership between Nintendo and Sony to potentially create a SNES console with a CD-ROM attachment that was in the works prior to the release of the original PlayStation. That partnership obviously never panned out, but it did produce a handful of these prototypes which are very hard to come by, which is why this thing sold for so much. I'm very curious to learn who bought it and what their intentions are with it. That's it for video game news today. I played a lot of PictoQuest this weekend and just a little bit of Murder by Numbers I like murder by numbers a lot, but I ended up having these little windows to play games this weekend. And when I had a little window to play, I decided I just wanted to do a puzzle, which PictoQuest is good for, as opposed to read through a story, which murder by numbers is good for. 
If I'm going to absorb a story in a video game, I like to give it the time it deserves instead of just playing it for a few minutes and pausing. I also picked up Yoshi's Crafted World on sale this weekend and played the first few levels with my kid and had a good time. I was bummed though when I tried to use my Solid Snake amiibo to unlock an in-game skin and it just gave me a generic amiibo box. Solid Snake is all about cardboard boxes and that whole game is made of cardboard. It really just felt like a missed opportunity. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Black Mesa right now, the Half-Life remake. And you can also find me on the MinMax show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow.